Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable with your host, Mindy Harley. Warning, listening to this podcast might cause you to shatter your limited beliefs, recognize your potential and motivate you to be the best you can be. Other side effects may include, but not limited, to grabbing life by the balls, taking no crap from anyone, becoming an unstoppable force at various aha moments to get you thinking outside the box. Alrighty, and we are good to go. And hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. I'm your host, Mindy, and I have back with me again today, Nicole Monier and her friend and my guest that we're going to be learning about today, Stephanie Lane and her experience that she and her family has had with vaccinations and I know a lot of you have been on the fence I've been sharing a lot of this information you guys are starting to really question things a lot of you have been reaching out to me and I'm here with you guys because as you know like my thoughts and my experience with vaccinations are probably very similar like yours we, we've been vaccinated you know we, we got vaccinated as kids we, we felt like okay we'll get them when we go on trips so we we trusted the system to an extent and but the, yet at the same time we thought you know what eh, there's something maybe we don't always really we like them there's something about it but you want know, to speak out against it can't do that right uh question it can't do that well guess what? <laughs> we're doing it and we're cracking it wide open today with Stephanie and Nicole. So Steph, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, ladies, we've been kind of navigating this whole new circumstance um, with the, the climate of the world today and everyone kind of just being exposed to what really goes on with these corporations. And Nicole, we kind of talked to you uh, last time in the last episode um, with your experience with vaccines and your story. Um, and how did you meet Stephanie and how did your, your two stories come together? So thanks for having me back again. Uh, so Stephanie and I met in May of 2019 at the Autism One Conference. And I was working for the Weston A. Price booth, which promotes whole food, uh, unadulterated nutrition, raw dairy, things like pasture-raised liver, raw butter, raw cream, all that good stuff that's really, really what we need to nourish our body and our children. And Stephanie came up to the booth and we started chatting and she was sharing her story about her two sons having autism after a vaccine and how the raw dairy had helped to improve their autism. And then we kept in touch uh, via the wonderful world of Facebook, <laughs> which her and I, like she's, she's 30 days in jail and my, my account is uh, still disabled. Uh, and so we were able to stay connected there and then even on Instagram too. And then she hired me in May of 2020 to coach her in regards to her health, fitness, and life goals. And so then, uh, you know, we've been working together since then. So I'll let her uh, kind of take over from there and share her, her story. Awesome. 
Well, um, I grew up um, in a medical fields uh, background. My mom was a nurse and she taught the four-year degree program. So she never really liked the anti-vax community, especially Jenny McCarthy and, you know, all that press that kind of came together. Um, so, you know, got pregnant. My son now is six. Um, didn't question a thing, got the Tdap, you know, he was circumcised, he got everything. Well, right before he was discharged, um, his blood sugar dropped significantly and he had to be put in the NICU. Of course, they had no idea what was wrong. You know, your typical type responses when you have a child in the NICU and um, he no longer was interested in nursing and we have eventually did supplementation and we were able to get him out and I never questioned it. So never, you know, so four years later or two years later, I had another one and my second son had the exact same reaction. And I was like, oh, this must've been a genetic thing. We'll just do supplementation. It'll be fine. But I kind of had questioned the vaccines. My mom's best friend who was a nurse was like, no way would vaccines do that it was just a coincidence. And I'm like, okay. So it started on my journey when my son was young, that every time vaccines came up, I just was hesitant. So I started actually trolling our local vaxxed page here in Pittsburgh. And um, for about two months, and I was like, these people are insane. Like who really thinks vaccines cause autism? I'm like, there's no way. I was like, it just can't happen. But at that time, I was busy working 40 hours. My kids were in daycare. So I was, you know, they were drinking processed dairy. They were having reactions. They were having slowly vaccine reactions, but I just never put the two and two together. Um, and I was so heavily irritated by the vax group that I was like, this would never happen. And I remember the day that I went in and I questioned that pediatrician. She's like, no, nothing will happen. Reactions are rare. And they both had, um, I'll post later exactly what they were vaccinated with, but it was the 18 month vaccines and the four year vaccines. And um, within a few days, both of them couldn't walk. They just kept stumbling and could like, the daycare was like, um, they're not walking. And I'm like, what do you mean they're not walking? They're just stumbling everywhere they're going. I'm like, okay. You know, then everyone kept thinking it was their eyes and their vision. Well, that turned out to be normal. And I'm like, okay, that's not right. Well, within two weeks, my 18-month-old stopped responding to his name. I've got, I've got video of him completely not engaged. He can't sit up on a chair without falling. Just a whole mess. And, um, you know, we had a developmental pediatrician or a developmental therapist start right at that same time. And she was bringing up a lot of concerns with both kids. And I'm like, okay. And um, at the time I went to a chiropractor and I was like, you know, we were at that point, someone mentioned that they probably had a diagnosis. And I mentioned it to the chiropractor and he goes, did you vaccinate them? And I'm like, of course. He goes, that's what's causing your issues. I'm like, no, it can't be. You know, this just, it's just not possible. So you know, for months on end, I went down that rabbit hole of just researching hours upon hours. This was in 2018. So 
the censorship didn't really kick in on the internet with a lot of stuff until 2017. And so you, I was able to find the most crazy people who recovered their kid to learn about how so many different people have died trying to recover kids and their claim like, Hey, they were shot in the face or, you know, they committed suicide. Great things that you were able to kind of put the pieces together. And within, I say a month, my dad mentioned through his research, look up raw dairy. So that was the first thing I did and it slowly started to get them better. And I would just try different protocols and, um, you know, it's just a long journey of hours and hours and hours of just research while I was working full time. So a little at that time after my second son was born, I had um, heart challenges right after delivery. And um, everyone kept telling me, oh, that's just rare. Well, the more I researched probably what was in my body, I never detoxed from, um, I had thyroid cancer about 10 years prior to, to having a son. And, um, you know, I had um, radiation. I took a radiation pill. You know, so there's toxic elements that you continually just build in your system. And when you don't detox them, your body just overloads and it's like a trigger. And sometimes you give some of those triggers to your kids. And um, it, it was great as I got to know Nicole over the last couple months, I was able to kind of put a timeline together, you know, to not feel guilty for everything that I did, but to be able to forgive myself because, you know, we just follow the system for years and people tell you with the kindness of their heart that your kid's going to be fine. But the more people you come in contact with, there's so many more kids who are regressing and you know, we're in a day and age where people don't want you to know the truth. They don't want you to hear that vaccines cause and injure because we rather accept as autism as neurodiversity, that this is just how your child was born. Well, I've got videos of my kids under the age of one. They had no issues, perfect eye contact, social, you know, we're through my kids healing. Thankfully, they're getting better, but you see that damage. Like it's heartbreaking because you can see how stopping a child at 18 months versus continuing at four, there's a huge difference in gross and motor skills that get lost. Yeah. So, and it's hard to trigger exactly what it is, but I know gut health plays a huge role. Um, thankfully that we're still in a country where we can have raw dairy because I know there's so many States that limit that, but, um, you know, raw dairy helps me, you know, there's so many things that I've now consumed and I'm taking care of myself so that I can feel better because as you heal yourself as a mom, then your kids can also get better because you're getting better. And, um, I scream and yell about how much I hate vaccines, which is probably why I am on a 30 day block, which means I'm only going to probably be available for a day. And I'm going to post something and like, I'm going to be gone. But, you know, I have no shame because I am sick and tired of what the hell is going on in this country. It's such bullshit. You know, they have this agenda to where they want everyone thinking the same. And I'm like, no, we're not going to all think the same. You know, we need to see what's going on. We need to see the agenda and we need to see that, you know, the churches are falling for the corruption. 
and that we need to start speaking out and being that voice because if we don't look how much um, people have been desensitized just in the last seven months, how quickly you go and everywhere you go, someone's wearing a mask and they're afraid of people breathing on them. You know, I see my son, both my kids got mask exemptions um, because I had to fight really hard. But even then when you have a mask exemption, they treat your kids kind of like a walking pathogen that, you know, you can't socialize the same. You can't, it's. They're they're murderers, children without masks. Yes. Right. In order for my four-year-old. Right. In order for my four-year-old to make friends, he has to wear a face shield. And like, it's just heartbreaking because we're ruining socialization for the next generation. You know, thankfully they're not affected and they're one of the only kids who don't have to wear them because their therapies, they've been getting better. You know, my, my youngest, it's not something to laugh about, but he can, he has maneuvered every single thing to escape out of the car seat in the van on the way to school. Like, so his occupational and critical thinking skills are up to par for the age of four not where we want them to be used, but, you know, you know, a lot of kids at the age of four cannot maneuver out of the most tough car seats, except my four-year-old. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, at at that age too, and I, and I can't even, I like, like all I can do is just try to use the best of my imagination to put myself in a, in a parent's uh, pair of shoes right now with what you guys are going through but my heart honestly breaks for these kids that are wearing masks and you know having their face completely covered and you know we, we saw we saw socialization skills go down the shithole when you know social media and phones were introduced right like I mean what what's dating been reduced to swipe left or swipe right but no one knows how to communicate or have any connection you know, and that now this layer and then this fear and then what I what I also hope and I know probably is happening is that, of course, now these parents, um, and of, you know, either or, depending on how it's being handled at home, I don't know what to say to that, but then it's your, are you installing then those fears into your kids as well and these beliefs about, you know, people that do wear a mask or don't wear a mask, whatever, whatever's got to be said about that. And it's just perpetuating more divide that's being planted into a, a child's brain, especially, you know, those, those ages from like one to seven where they're just so impressionable because they right. brains are just sponges and in that theta and delta stage and is soaking everything up like a sponge. Um, you know, for Nicole, like your, your son's older. Actually, he's, he's six. He's the same age as her six. eldest. Okay. So I, um, you know, we're pretty fortunate. I mean, I knew from the beginning that this was a bunch of BS. And by BS, I mean that um, COVID is really nothing more than, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody didn't drop dead. Okay, I think we know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to really get into detail because, uh, you know, some people might get pissed off. <laughs> but And that's okay. That's their shit to deal with. But uh, you know, I truly believe that God did not create human beings um to have that much power to be murderers and i also know that for how many years centuries and centuries of life on earth uh 
we've survived without masks. And so when it happened, you know, it's almost November and I've only worn a mask to uh, my son's dentist. And then I don't put my son in the mask. I go places that don't force me to. Mm -hmm. um, large companies, large corporations. Uh, and we are very fortunate to be surrounded by family and friends who actually are on in alignment with our beliefs on it. And um, it is sad, like even, um, you know, the things that I have Grayson in, whether it's his, um, you know, his faith-based homeschooling or uh, other activities, you know, there are places that don't have restrictions. The thing people don't understand is it's, it's not a law mandate required. Okay, whatever. Then most people don't even question authority. And, you know, cause you see one business operates this way, but then another one operates this way. And then you have somebody tattling on a business and it's like, okay, this is what it comes to. But, uh, and of course many businesses are in fear. They don't want to, you know, and I, I understand that piece, but there are no codes. Uh, you know, there have been threats and, and people fined and so forth, but when it gets to the actual court, it will get thrown out. Um, so again, I'm, I'm not telling people to go out there and just be rebels. I guess, I mean, I, here's the thing, like being a holistic, a licensed holistic practitioner, health practitioner, life coach, like this goes against my core beliefs. I'm sorry, but va vaccines made me sick. Okay. And once I detox my body at almost age 48, I have great health but I suffered and I'm vaccine injured myself and the corruption with medicine and medicine has a place, but it's not the solution for everything. And some people choose it and a lot of people don't. And I, I think the best thing about 2020 and I, you know, as you know, I'm a little more on the, like, let's look to this side of things. I'm going to look forward and I'm going to stay with like, what's true is that, you know, what, COVID has created a lot of chaos, a lot of pain and suffering, but that's when we learn, that's when we grow. And so like Stephanie was saying with the vaccine, she did a lot of research and this is what happens. You know, people do the research because of the pain, whatever it is, whether it's been the vaccines or other stuff going on with the government. And then they're like, rabbit hole, rabbit hole, rabbit hole. All this information was hidden. Oh my gosh. And like, I know the corruption myself, doctor's daughter, nurse's daughter, family, entire family's dead, including my brother, uh, medical errors, the number two cause of death, death could be the number one cause in 2020. But, you know, I'm more just about like people doing what's right for them and what's best for them. You know, if people wear a mask, that's their choice. And, you know, I try and teach my son cause he's like, oh, I hate the mask. And I'm like, Grayson, and he'll comment. And I'm like, some people have to wear a mask. Some people choose to, we have to respect that. You know, I'm not teaching him to like bash it, but again, he has his own interpretation and he understands. And I've told him, I'm like, well, you can wear a mask. He's like, I don't want to. I'm like, okay. You know, so, um, but again, going back to Stephanie um, and the vaccine, Stephanie is brave and courageous to do this interview and her posts, like, you know, here I get kicked off 
Facebook. <laughs> and I'm like, I have so many friends who post all this stuff every single day. And it's like, I post political stuff like here and there and health stuff here and there. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. And I'm not crying over it or anything. But the the vaccine movement, like, I didn't know that you signed the bus. And um, those movies are great for, you know, people who are listening and they're still kind of like, huh, you know what? They, what? I mean, you can't, you can't debunk Stephanie's story. And that's what makes me laugh is that these people, there are people giving their true testimony to what's happened, whether it's been with vaccine injury or other things happening in the current state of events. And, you know, it's debunked, it's debunked, but I'm like, you can't debunk someone's bio, you know, and be like debunking my story. I'm like, I know my pain. I know my journey. Here I was on meds for 33 years, going to conventional doctors with over 12 chronic conditions on over a dozen prescriptions in the ER at the doctor weekly, you know, all this stuff, sick, 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 fatigued at 20. And now I'm almost 50 no medicines, no chronic conditions. I don't go to the doctor weekly. I don't have health insurance because I don't depend on the government for my health. I depend on myself. Mm -hmm. And as Stephanie being a client, teaching her that she has everything she needs for herself and her family, like moms are technically the CEO of their family. And they're the ones who really have the responsibility for teaching their families whether they learn it before they have kids or after. I have plenty of women. This is like no shaming. I have plenty of women who are coming to me in midlife or even beyond that don't really know how to cook or they don't really know ingredients and how harmful they are. And again, going back to the vaccine movement and everything, the information is, is hidden. And again, that's, that's what we're seeing like with the interviews we've done the first one, the second one with the censorship. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you saw the live today on YouTube with Fox airing. I watched some of it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I stayed on for a little bit. I didn't give me the okay. clip if you watched Ted all of it. For president. What's that? 20, I said Ted Cruz for president in 2024. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, he's got my bone and he goes because it's like, he, they all, everybody put them on the spot. There was one that was kind of like talking negative about Trump and all this stuff. And it's like, well, you can talk negative, but where's your evidence? Everybody else is talking negative, uh, not negative. They're bringing up the evidence of the censorship and everything about, what is it? Section 230, mm -hmm. right? Um, with Twitter, Google, Facebook, and they, they had points. They had excellent points with evidence and they were like <laughs> i was i was really astonished about for the little bit that i watched about how unprepared they were in a sense but there again um i think that's all a play uh that's all to me as a playbook from how to how to be in court wait unprepared you mean like twitter Google and Facebook. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Well, but, but I mean, that's also that's also you know how they answer the questions, which was exactly. If well, you it looked like Zuckerberg was reading from a script or yeah. like a, a teleprompter. Oh. And did you see it, Stephanie? 
I did not. I have to go back to it. Okay. So Stephanie always sends me videos to watch. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, but yeah, going back to like, uh, the, what you're saying, how like their answers and yeah, they weren't prepared, but it's like, they're, they're screwed. Number one, because the evidence is there and something is being done about it. And I can't tell you how many people are like, Oh, nothing will be done about it. I'm like, this is the second, second hearing. And then, um, I mean, two, I'm going to go there weren't prepared or maybe they were clones. Zuckerberg <laughs> looks freakier and freakier every time I see him on there. I don't, he's got that, just that glazed over stare where it's just like, <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little creepy. Uh, and it's, you know, Halloween on Saturday. So anything goes, um, but that too was also, I also look at how Bill Gates had responded back in what was that like 1998 when he was getting questioned. There's a clip of that floating around and it's just very, just, I don't remember what was the question. Sorry. I don't recall. So it's just really just basically as much as possible and deflect and let your lawyer whom you've paid millions of dollars to do what he does best. Correct. Just like Epstein did. I don't remember. That's the easy answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, just let your, let your lawyer do the, do the heavy lifting for you. I mean, that's what you paid them for. But with, um, I hear a lot, uh, both you and Stephanie have mentioned, uh, tonight about detoxing this whole pro like so is there is is there is there a light at the end of the tunnel then for for people that you know want to reverse um you know the damage is is that is it a, is like complete reversal a thing even like what if, what's your experience with that well i'm gonna let stephanie talk with her personal experience but you know what i think it depends on you know what what it is when it's when it's discovered you know and it, it depends on what resources people have and i mean stephanie her testimony is great because she has seen tremendous improvement in her children um getting them back to 100 percent. who knows it depends on you know again the consistency who knows i don't think there's a timeline like it's not like okay her sons have this timeline and those kids have this timeline and these adults because adults get vaccine injured too um, they have this timeline. And so I, I really think that the best thing people can do is one, surround themselves with people who do have the knowledge uh, to do it. And not just necessarily like, yes, you can follow stuff off the internet. But again, it's similar to my coaching. You know, oftentimes you need customized programming because you are just as unique on the inside as you are on the outside. And just because something is healthy for you doesn't mean it's healthy for me. And just because something worked for him doesn't mean it's going to work for her. Um, but again, eating organic whole real foods, raw dairy, you know, there are some, there are some clients I've worked with, with autoimmune that, you know, do better on raw camel milk. And for anybody who's never heard of that, but raw camel milk is a thing. Raw um, yeah, I mean, you can get raw cow milk, you can get A2A, you can get raw goat milk, you can get raw sheep milk, 
and then Ron Campbell, not all farms do. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, for, for me, like in general, you know, when people ask me about detoxing, whatever it is, the one thing I always tell them is the best detox is eating foods free of chemicals. You know, I don't, I'm not this person to be like, okay, go juice, go vegan, go raw. Now, can you do those things or, you know, fasting, you can incorporate those things, but when it comes down to it, most people are malnourished and they're not getting enough of what they need to function optimally. And so it's really important to make sure you're eating the right foods, a variety, a wide variety of foods and making sure that they're organic. And there are studies on that. And, you know, if anybody wants to debate me on it, go ahead. <laughs> I got my own testimony, client testimonies. And, you know, there's plenty of research and studies on organic versus non-organic foods and um, diseases and conditions with non-organic food. And then the complete reversal uh, or reduction in symptoms um, after eating organic foods. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So Stephanie, what has been your- Well, I can't really mention it because it's currently um, on the FDA banned list. So- what is, Sorry, I didn't catch that beginning. It's, it's on the FDA banned list. What's on the FDA banned list? The product that I've used on my oh, children. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So that's an, also another reason why I could have gotten banned on Facebook, but um, it's- it's very controversial, but the reason why it's controversial, because it works. That's what I, that's what I found is some of the most controversial things out there are either being scrutinized by the FDA, someone's been killed for it, or they're currently in jail. Wow. So those are the things I really wanted to look for. So raw dairy, I think played a huge role. I think also me not being completely stressed out and working 40 hours a week helps because you're more present. You're not as, you know, kids being home is a lot better than being in daycare. You know, I definitely firmly believe that because then they have the consistency of when you come home and, you know, they know exactly what to expect. Cause that's a huge part of the kids is knowing what to expect. Mm -hmm. And, um, my, I can say both my kids probably my oldest has pretty much almost graduated from physical therapy. Um, my youngest pretty much will never qualify for physical therapy at this point. Um, so those, those are huge because they both couldn't walk two and a half years ago. They both just lost their, their gain of function and were low muscle tone. So they both oh, went from before uh, they started to regain. Um, they both had low muscle tone. That was the big thing in all of their reports and they both weren't gaining weight. And in the last two and a half years, they have no issues gaining weight, running. Um, my youngest has all these skills that he's using at different things that, you know, so there's a lot of that. And, um, but I also have to remind myself that healing is a process. It's not something that happens overnight, which as a mom, I always wanted it overnight because they've had toxicity in their body from the beginning they were created. So, cause my husband and I are both toxic from all of the things that we had. So we, oh, they, oh, I, 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 I just want to say this. So like, this is awesome. 
Awesome. So, I mean, I, when I work with clients, I do an entire like health history timeline. And so but this is her words, not my words, but I go through, like most people don't realize, like if you have two toxic parents, you're going to have toxic children. And I, I can't have that discussion with most people because they get so offended. <laughs> it's like, here's, here's the, the truth of it is that this is what, you know, I mean, I was toxic. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you know, Stephanie unlearned a lot. Mm. It's like, like a lot of people, like myself, I had a, a doctor and a nurse, dad and mom. They didn't teach me how to be healthy. Yeah. You know, and doctors and nurses, and I'm not bashing doctors and nurses, but I'm, I'm saying like, they know medicine and surgery, unless they have like the functional holistic, uh, background to them yeah that education most doctors don't you know they don't teach um their patients to tune in to their body's wisdom mm -hmm. you know like that's a lot of a lot of my coaching with with stephanie and teaching them to like look at things like okay well when did this happen when did this happen okay okay and then it's like well you know if people wonder why their children are sick and, you know, she said like her children were born fine. And then it wasn't until she noticed. And here's the thing. Moms know their kids better than anybody else. Yeah. So any doctor or anybody else telling you different can go fly a kite. Because, <laughs> you know, again, I don't know, like you said, you went to the doctor's office and, oh, no, this wouldn't be a reaction. Like moms know their children better than anyone. And so uh, before you let you go back to your story of toxicity, but um, yeah, so the toxicity, people don't realize like you have years of it from in utero. If your parents, you know, received tons of medications and vaccines and they, they didn't eat the right foods and they didn't get the foods doing, during puberty or ages zero to three, like this is what I do with my coaching, like they're missing out on a lot of nutrients and then they're wondering why they're you know, having miscarriages or infertility or cancer or whatever, you name it, there's a lot to look at. But again, I'm going to let Stephanie finish with her toxicity. Yes. <laughs> so when you have two parents who are completely toxic and you give birth to completely toxic children, and both my kids were C-sections, they both had uh, circumcision and they also both were in the NICU. And the more I learn nothing against the hospitals, but the more you learn, you don't know what they're doing to your kid while they're in the NICU. You have absolutely no control. And the more I've learned in the last two years is sometimes they'll do things and they won't put it in your child's chart. What? You can never guarantee. Yeah. The medical malpractice and medical cover-up is one of the biggest things. I had a friend this past year, she had a miscarriage and they went under to do her DNC and the anesthesiologist almost killed her. And um, so she was having all these heart issues. And uh, when she went to the hospital, no one would um, actually give her any attention because there were notes in the hospital system that she coded and that they were responsible for her health condition. Whoa what oh my gosh yeah is unreal yeah that's why i'm I, 
through this experience, I've learned that I'm going to probably be a patient advocate. I'm going to start a business in the next couple of months because there's so much that's hidden that if you have a loved one in the hospital, especially right now with COVID, yeah. you need someone who's going to give you the right information. Wow. Otherwise, anything can happen. That's not real. And speaking of like the other, the other thing here, and because, and I, I think I said this to Nicole last time, because I, I don't have kids and I don't plan on being a mom. So I, I just usually stay pretty ignorant to anything in that area there, which is why, you know, I don't, I don't like, you know, like, oh, like, I'm not gonna have any kids, I don't really need to pay any attention to vaccines or anything like that, because I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna stick any in myself, but I don't need to. Right. And, you know, I'm not having kids, so, well, I don't need to pay attention to that. So there's another thing that's come up now a couple times that I have no idea about, but if you could inform me, what is this deal now that I hear that it, I guess, this circumcising kids is bad? It's when I, what I've been told is a lot of experiences that we, that can trigger the immune system is stress and just the way that a child is placed down for the procedure yeah. is a stressful environment. So it can trigger the immune system to do anything. Um, yeah. Also vaccines, um, when you put a child down, you restrain them. That's also another stressful event that on top of that, and then sometimes the medications that you give after for fevers, like Tylenol and ibuprofen, it's like a perfect storm. Mm. So they just interact with the immune system that it could just be something small, but yeah. that kind of stress can build up over time. So, yeah. you know, like the more I talk with Nicole, how many stressful environments triggered probably a lot of my heart situations. And then the more I learned about the truth and I had a heart device implanted in me in April, 2017. Yeah. April, 2017, because I had an irregular heartbeat and they convinced me to use this device and, um, April or February, 2019, the device failed. And um, it put me in the hospital for about a week. And it was then I started learning about heart devices or any medical device and how it doesn't go through the proper safety channels. Because I was released out of the hospital and going for a follow-up. And um, one of the nurses goes, oh, that's heart device? I'm so surprised we still put it in people because it doesn't work. I was like... Wait, you don't want to hear come out of a nurse's mouth. That's not something you want to hear coming out from a nurse who checks your heart device every week. And, you know, the more I learn about, you know, Nicole and I have had this discussion is these doctors technically care for you because of your condition, but they really don't want to make you well. And they don't want to get you off your medications. They want to keep you as a client on medications because you're a liability. You know, and that was another thing with COVID is I was on, I don't know how many medications and they figured what triggered my, um, my arrhythmia was that I have, um, scarring on the heart muscle. I'm like, okay, so I technically don't have heart failure, but you have me on heart failure medications and I'm mm -hmm. miserable. And so 
I took myself off the medications, but I knew if I wanted to stay off them, I needed to have someone like Nicole in my life to help me deal with stress, help me deal with a lot of the stuff that I needed to work through. You know, like tonight I was, I knew stress wasn't feeling good. And I'm like, wait, I didn't take my adrenal cocktail. And I was like, I got 45 minutes before this call. I'm like, I need an adrenal cocktail. Right? Yeah, I know that feeling. You just feel your body and you know how tense it is. And I'm like, whew, okay, I've got to get, it's, Nicole calls it the healthy shot. The healthy shot. <laughs> oh man, I need to get hooked up on these shots. <laughs> yes. So, but you know. Adrenal shot. Just, oh, oh, two shots, please. Yes. Over yeah. ice. Thank you. <laughs> She could mix it with a couple other things. It would still probably taste good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so just learning a lot about unlearning everything that I've been told. Because my mom taught nursing for years. So it freaks her out that I'm no longer taking my heart medications. But I'm feeling so much better. But that's my choice. You know, this all comes down to your choice. And I never liked the fact that a doctor was telling me to do something, but he wasn't helping me in any other area. Mm -hmm. You know, in the end, he's not living with me at the end of the day. My family is. Yeah. So, but I know that got me off on many different tangents, but, you know, wake up to the corruption. If once you start looking, you cannot look back. <laughs> no, yeah, you can't, you can't unknow what you know. Right. Uh, yeah. That's the scary part. But going to the um, the circumcision, circumcision, uh, we did not circumcise Grayson. And, you know, as a older parent, I was 41. I'd been through so much pain and suffering. Like if I was in my early 30s, I wouldn't have made the choices I made with him. I probably would not have been pregnant because my internal environment is toxic. And so, um, there's a video called The White Elephant on YouTube. I haven't checked if it's up still, it should be. But that's a great video so people can see exactly what happens and how traumatizing it is. And I mean, some children die from it. Um, and they're also desensitized. They might get infection. Like my son's never had an infection. My son's been sick once in six years. years. So, um, you know, he's fine. He's normal. And the actual, the circumcision rate dropped like over 50%. And this was back when he was born in 2014, because I had certain people, some people questioning me and I'm like, here's an article, just read it, leave me alone. My choice. I'm his parent. Yeah. Um, and I'm highly educated on the choices that I'm making for my child, highly educated and informed. Um, but I mean, again, it's, it's really, it's not like, oh, do it my way, but it's go out there, research, and then make a choice. That, that's what an informed decision is. It isn't just like, oh, my doctor said so, my mom and dad said so, my grandparents said so, my friends say so. Yeah. What did you say? Like how, you know, Stephanie was saying her gut, her gut kept telling her and, you know, our intuition so maternal instinct has been around forever and yeah. big pharma has been around for like a hundred years. So I don't trust big pharma. Mm -hmm. I trust my gut and I trust, you know, when, if clients are telling me, you know, something's off, it's like, well, listen to it because how many times 
do you have that gut instinct and you don't listen to it and you're like, you know, like you should have listened to it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would research more in our birthing class. We discussed it, but, um, again, I've had no problems and there's, there's adults. I know I have friends who are married to uncircumcised men and they've had no problems. So there's, again, there's a lot of myths or misinformation. Like that's the term disinformation, misinformation, whatever it is. It's like, go out there and check out the resources. But <laughs> I will say this, it may be hard to find some of those resources. Uh, but again, circumcision, I don't think is as much. Um, <laughs> may not be blocked um, as much like, on, on Google. Not exactly the most. Yeah. But like I said, look on YouTube for the white elephant. It's a short video and um, check that out. I think that's a pretty powerful one. Yeah. Um, and, and again, and it's all about making an informed decision like you're just saying, because, because you're, because your grandma said, because your neighbor said, because your friend said. Society. Society says, if you don't wear a mask, society <laughs> says, if you don't social distance, I don't give a flying what they say, because you know what? I'm going to live my life on my terms and everybody else who isn't, it's going to eat them alive inside and cause more stress than this whole situation has. It's like people are being forced to do stuff. Most people are like sick and tired of everything right now. Yeah. You do have a small percentage that are still scared, quarantine, not socializing, which is really, really scary. And that's in the hands of mainstream media but yeah. you know and, and it's and it's unfortunate and uh, you know it's just gonna I, I try to send i try to send those people just so much so much love <laughs> oh those poor those poor souls <laughs> that and them white, yeah. no, no life no life to be living no matter no matter what no matter what the situation is whether it's um you know no matter what their 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 fear is if they're if there's something that's preventing you from living your life and that you are being anchored in this fear that's causing you know this this stress in your life there's just no way to live you know and i think it's it's all about questioning um no matter what information you're given you know it's like well why ask ask, ask like i said what we've said before like ask, ask better whys and just to take you know the, whether it's the media or or the even you know, the people now that we've learned to question it's it's bad apples bad bad things happen in organizations and in groups and they're 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 everywhere and to to think that you know because because they're they're paid uh, a great salary or because they're uh in high positions or they're they're sworn in to protect us that isn't always the case and you know the onus should always be on us for our health and but what's happening now um because of this this blind faith the system is that you know we're all being led down this this path where our our, our freedoms are being taken away our medical freedoms are, are trying to be yanked from us our our sovereignty over 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 us our bodies our, our soul our consciousness is all being um infiltrated every day that we don't take a stand and we don't question and we say no <laughs> like uh-uh like not until we learn more or you tell us the truth um stephanie in your in your experience um have you been able to 
you know, has there, uh, did you have people that really thought you went mad afterwards to have, have you had relationships or anything be affected in, in your kind of epiphany and awakening to, um, the corruption? Oh yeah. Um, I don't speak to most of my mother's side of the family anymore. Um, my cousin who now is pregnant, <laughs> I was just invited to her baby shower and I have to wear a mask. Don't even get me started on that topic. Why are you restricting anyone from breathing and you're pregnant? Those two, two don't make any sense. But um, just, I've gone against completely the grain. Like my mom's whole side of the family believes in vaccines. Um, I realized that most of my mom's sisters here in Pittsburgh were part of the polio vaccine trial that they had here. Um, so, you know, I think that whole scenario, the more I learned about that was kind of similar to what's going on with um, COVID is they sucked people in to believe that the polio vaccine was the saving grace that saved everyone from polio. So, you know, when you grow up with that kind of mentality, then, you know, a lot of people don't see the change in the kids. Like they haven't been around my kids in two and a half years. So they don't know what's really going on. And they don't want to hear it because my cousin works with special needs kids, zero to three. And I can almost guarantee there's a handful of parents who probably said my kid was fine and then they were vaccinated. So um, my two other cousins are huge millennials. So they believe in vaccines and the complete opposite of who I choose to vote for. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm kind of like the black sheep, but I realize I've always kind of been that way um, for a long time on certain areas, but this is more life-changing than I've ever had to learn because- You're not the black sheep. You're speaking your truth. Yeah, not, yeah. And, oh, thank and, and you. you. And you have a steel backbone, which is something that, you know, I work with a lot of clients on because whether it's food or vaccines or a lifestyle where they're being responsible and making choices that are serving them well, a lot of people have a problem with that and that's their problem. Yes. And, and you need to continue to surround yourself with people that support you, even if it is your husband and your kids. Mm -hmm. Really, even just one person who's solid by your side is, is good. And, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've lost a lot of people along the way and I don't really look at it as a loss. I look at it as, you know, people are removed for whatever reason, we're just not on the same, same vibrational level um, and same thing with my clients. I mean, they have blood, like you're saying that they have a lot of arguments with a lot of tension with, and it's mm -hmm. like, well, sometimes that's a decision you need to make, but sometimes you have to cut those people out. If they're not going to support you, you know, right. um, then you're actually doing yourself, um, an act of self-love, which is good. You know, like I said, speaking your truth, because, um, I mean, and again, that's what we're seeing now. How many people are trying to get the truth out and speak it? And again, when you harbor your emotions, that's going to affect your heart too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's big time. And I know even even personally, uh, you know, after our interview as well, Nicole, um, I I got I got people that went went out of went out of the, went out of the the ecosystem as well, and. You know, it's, it's when you, when you take a stand for something and, you know, you, you realize that 
it doesn't really matter at the end of the day um, because you're following what's right in here and really no one can take that away from you. Because if you're not following that right in there and if you kept, how much pain would you be in if you went, you know what? Oh, I guess I'm overreacting. I guess they're right. I'm overreacting. Let's go get some more vaccines. <laughs> and then they're hurting again. Well, you know, they, they tell me I'm, I'm imagining it. It's on me, right? Who's going to be more in pain? Who's, who's not being served anymore? Right? right. So you're, you're living your truth. And that's, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Big time. So going forward now, um, and like, this was, this is a while, but you didn't, you didn't bother to like pursue them like financially or joining any like um, lawsuits or anything like that, that to try to. I didn't want that emotional toll. I think reliving it. I relive it every day and going after it. My doctors won't admit to it. So, and my doctor quit. I think, gosh, it was six or seven months after it happened. I approached our pediatrician and then she quit three months later. Oh. So I haven't been able to be, get in touch with her. So, and I gave her books, I gave her information, but I she did not want to acknowledge quit. it. <laughs> you know that a, so, lot of, no. a lot of doctors and nurses have left the field and this is before COVID because they saw the corruption. They saw what was happening and it didn't line up with their truth. And they spoke, right. but then you've got hundreds of thousands of millions who still do it. Right. They know, and it goes against their truth. But and she never said anything, but I could tell she saw the change, especially in my youngest, because she saw him from birth to 18 months. And mm -hmm. he was a completely different kid. I think their last visit they had with him, they both really had no eye contact, eye contact or interaction, which was not like them at all. So I pray for her and hope we come in contact someday, but she got an armful and an earful <laughs> our last <laughs> couple times for sure. Cause um, one of the life-changing books I read was how to end the autism epidemic by JP, JB Handley, which he is a, vaccine injured um a father of a vaccine injured child who regressed into autism and he goes through the history and the corruption um especially from i think it was in the 90s with the omnibus case and um just a few months after my kids were diagnosed i had found out i found him through facebook and i accepted him as i requested him as a friend and he was looking for um moms who wanted to read his book before it was published in um, September 2018. And I joined this group with Jenny McCarthy and all these veteran moms who I had no idea who they were, except I probably saw all their videos on YouTube. So, you know, that was a huge awakening to me also was to me, all these parents who had the exact same story and as I was getting to know them and as my kids were continually having issues and I was learning about recovery, it was, that was also a healing process to know that I wasn't the only one and that there were many others out there. And, um, I've come across a lot of people and 
you learn kind of like now that some people want to heal their kids and some people don't and that's the hard thing is because i think i see so much potential in so many families who want to heal their kids but some of them for some reason just don't want to go there you know a lot of people don't like the fact that i promote raw dairy because raw dairy is very controversial in autism but I, I honestly believe that if more people research raw dairy, we'd have a lot more recovery in kids. Yeah. A lot of people, because I don't accept insurance for my coaching, mm -hmm. uh, but like, because I'm not a doctor, some people think like, I can't help them or they're not going to pay. But it's like, well, wait a minute, you can't put a price on health. <laughs> you know, chasing your tail at, with conventional doctors and even some functional doctors and you're not getting results and you're not getting relief and you're not getting answers, well then why wouldn't, why would you keep doing the same thing? You know, why wouldn't you try something else? It's the same as like someone arguing that organic food is expensive. It's like, well, I can't afford not to eat healthy. It's more expensive not to eat organic food because most people have, you know, all these symptoms and problems and little things, whether it's sleep or headaches or congestion, that they don't really put together. But um, yeah, I kind of went off there. You can go back stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just that, you know, it's a journey and kind of like anything else, you're going to find the right people. And I was, I think that was my moment when I met Nicole at Autism One is she was there and talking about raw dairy. And I was like, yay, there's someone who talks about raw dairy. <laughs> I was like, oh good, I'm so glad because I felt like I was the odd one out who was using raw dairy. And every time I brought it up, people would just tell me to be quiet. And I'm like, you know, so I've learned that I'll always talk about controversial things. I really don't care. <laughs> but and so it, like raw dairy, what's what's the 411 on raw dairy then? Because I don't I don't drink dairy. And, but I've heard of raw dairy being like this, who not, you know, being yeah. outlawed and stuff. And like, <laughs> so what's the deal with that? Uh, Nicole, why don't you go? You're so good at this, a little better than I am. So, well, raw dairy is God made food, it's unadulterated food. And again, like, where are we seeing a lot of the corruption? We talked about this, Mindy, with Monsanto, and most people don't realize how um chemically laden um their food is and all the ingredients and um the disease causing ingredients that are in their food mm. and so the raw dairy provides fat soluble vitamins you cannot get um from raw dairy the same um mineral vitamin mineral content from any plant-based food and our body needs everything. So, um, you know, I mean, I do work with vegans and vegetarians, but, um, you know, and I, I will say this, I've had people that went vegan and came back to me because they got super sick mm -hmm. and um, because they weren't giving their body what it needs. Like God created all these foods for us, but the raw dairy is like, you're getting raw cheese, raw milk, um, we do a raw, a raw, um, raw cream. Like that's, that's frosting. I don't put any sugar in there. It tastes fabulous. I put it on bananas. 
like my son gets all this healthy stuff. Like the raw dairy is so good for bones and teeth. Um, it's, it's really good for um, preconception food. So a lot of people don't realize, you know, I'll have people that'll contact me. Oh, I saw your bodybuilding.com pregnancy workout. And they're like, I want you to do a pregnancy workout. And I'm like, well, what about your nutrition? Oh, I have a nutritionist. I'm like, the nutritionist probably isn't, isn't, isn't giving you the right stuff. But you need to be more concerned about preconception. And I can attest to that because I started to incorporate the raw dairy seven months before I got pregnant. And it was at that point that I let go of like, okay, I'm, I'm probably not going to have a kid because I'm 40, you know? And I can tell you that I, I manifested it because I had prepped my body from 2006 on, you know, I started with my, my detoxing of eating whole, real organic foods, adding in some supplements and then continuing on that path and then continuing to evolve from there. And then when I got my check holistic lifestyle coach level one, that's where I was like, I learned about the raw dairy. So in 2013, I went to a farm and I got raw milk and raw yogurt. And I hadn't had either of those in 30 years because I used to have IBS. So like, I thought I was a lactose intolerant. So I laugh when these people are like, oh yeah, I'm healthy. I'm a nutritionist. I'm lactose intolerant. I'm like, no, you know, they're like, oh, I get sick when I eat cheese or milk. I'm like, no, you're getting sick because of all the um, pasteurization, which kills all the good stuff. Okay, people think Louis Pasteur was a, a genius, but, and you'll see, again, this, this goes perfect with COVID. You'll see the disinformation, misinformation, bad information campaign on real milk. I, um, I nursed my son till he was four. I did pump after a year. I could, I'd like, I was like, pumping is hard work. <laughs> so I would give him um, raw goat milk. So I supplemented with the raw goat milk because that's like the closest thing. There are recipes too that you can make for, um, you know, newborns, infants for with raw milk and raw dairy. But raw, like I don't have any issues with it. And my son, he does raw yogurt often, weekly. Um, we do raw milk again throughout the week. Uh, and I, not everybody can tolerate it. So again, it's a healthy food. Mm. And I also promote, you know, rotating your food. So it's like, okay, don't eat the same thing every day. That's not healthy. Most people think that's healthy. It's not. So um, again, nourishing food, nourishing your body. We need to eat to nourish our body, to nourish our offspring, um, not for pleasure. <laughs> but can be pleasurable. Like I make popsicles, you know what I mean? I make ice cream. Like I said, I spread it on like my zucchini brownies or on carrot cake and it tastes delicious. So really it is what it is. Like I, um, it's, it's changed my life. And I can attest to like, after seven months of, you know, my check nutrition, that's when I got pregnant and I'd never been pregnant in my life. Now, obviously God had two people together for a purpose, but at the same time, I know what I did that was different to create the internal environment to grow a human to, you know, the delivery day. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, that is just, 
<laughs> when you think about how much things can be reversed back to health, just a little bit of, you know, TLC, the, the right, the right foods, nutrients, and what can be reversed that would normally would have had you on prescription pills forever. Right. <laughs> Seems like a no brainer to me. Oh my gosh. Stephanie, one last thing before we close out this interview. Um, out of, out of everything that, that, you know, you, you, your family has gone through and stuff, what do you think has been, um, the one thing that you would have to, that you would want to say as your, as your message to, you know, we've talked a lot about the stuff that's, you know, infertility and, you know, uh, before people considering having a child, maybe people that are, that are, that are pregnant right now, what would you want to tell them if they, if they sat down in front of you? Like, what would be the one thing? Just research all you can. Um, don't be afraid to either, you know, if you have questions, you can reach out to Nicole or myself to find some good information. Cause I know it's really hard to find these days and trust your God given instincts. If something doesn't seem right, don't do it. Um, don't deprive your body of oxygen you know, breathe, get out, get some fresh air and uh, don't be afraid of change. Um, because sometimes change is hard. It's difficult, but when you learn to manage your stress and learn to forgive yourself, then you're going to be a completely different person than you were before. And, um, so yeah, just research everything and don't believe everything everyone tells you. Um, that includes doctors, um, and always have an advocate with a family member if they're going to go to the hospital and um, ask questions. Um, always ask, you know, if they're up to date on their vaccines, you say yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just question absolutely everything that is thrown in front of you. So that's it. That's yeah. That's the wise, wise words from someone who's who's walked it and and lived it and gone through that. And I just want to thank you again for being just vulnerable here with us and just sharing your story. Um, again, I'm going to be including your your information as well so that people can, mm -hmm. can reach out to you too. Uh, <laughs> maybe have an email. Maybe Facebook's not. The yeah, best. email. <laughs> not Facebook right now. <laughs> uh, and then Nicole, uh, you know, any last closing thoughts? Um, that you'd like to add on with that? Well, again, I want to thank Stephanie for um, interviewing because it takes courage to speak this and then also um, commend her on her journey. Um, you know, I 200% I second everything she said and I don't think I can really say anything more because again, this is, this is her story. She's lived it and her words are, are powerful and they're true. All that's true. The only thing that I would add to it, which is kind of similar to what she said is, um, you know, doctors aren't gods and shop around. You really need to shop around for yourself, whatever it is um, you're doing medically or not, you know, you, you don't want like the traditional conventional medical ways. 
um, shop around because you can have whatever you want, whatever choices you want. Um, we do live in a free country. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of you can find those people that will align with what you want. Yeah, and I think, you know, for, for maybe someone that's listening to this and maybe they're, they're not so much on the fence, maybe they're totally watching us and thinking we're, all three of us are absolutely out of our minds. One thing I want you to, one thing I want you, the one thing I want people to, to consider is, you know, how many times have, you know, you or a loved one or someone that you know has gone to a hospital third time, fourth time, fifth time, not getting the answer that they needed, knowing something was wrong with their body. They had a pain in their side or in their heart or it didn't feel right. And they kept going and they finally had that story where they ended up on the 10th doctor and they, and they finally got the answer they needed or finally there was that one person that said yeah okay you know what let's try this well put now reverse that and think of something a mom going and, and thinking that you know there's there's something wrong there's something wrong there's something wrong there's something wrong and but never getting an answer and that's what a lot of moms and parents and families are going through and people. So again, thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on. Really appreciate your time and Nicole as well. Appreciate you too. Uh, this is our this is our third episode. I love always having you on the show and I'm sure this is not going to be the last either. But thank you so much everyone for watching and tuning in. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I hope it's you know, expanded maybe your, your, what your previous beliefs were. And if you have any questions, please reach out to either Nicole or Stephanie. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Thank you. Thanks ladies. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. If you believe you're unfuckwithable, go ahead and share this podcast. podcast.